how can you bring in more leads, convert more people to customers, and have a bunch of raging positive reviews and get recurring customers and referrals by using great customer service? We're going to talk about that today. Let's bring the show in first. Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we discuss positive tactics, strategies, and interviews to help you crack your personal success code. Today, I'm super excited. We have Dr. Kelly Henry, who is a chiropractor or was a chiropractor, built several successful chiropractor businesses, and now he's coaching people and coaching us on how we can use great customer service to build our business, like how he was able to build his. Doc, how are you? I am great. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be on your awesome show, Roy. I really appreciate it. Thank you. First, I want to say I love that you have all the books behind you. I see some of my favorites up there. I see your book behind you. Um, just really quick before you tell people what you do and who you are, um, we'll, we'll get into the books later, actually. We'll get into the books later. Tell the people what you do, who you are, um, uh, about your business, how you exit, and what you do now. Absolutely. As you mentioned uh, in the opening, I'm a retired chiropractor. I practiced for 20 years, built up a couple successful clinics, and I did that on the basis of uh, exceptional customer service and uh, really valuing my patients, making them feel special each and every time they were in my clinic. Um, I just saw the impact on that and, and just saw the value in that. And uh, just being a consumer, seeing how that's not necessarily practiced in many businesses today. So in 2018, I decided to retire from chiropractic, sold out my businesses, moved my focus into coaching and consulting business owners on how to improve and implement their level of customer service so they can impact their customers and grow their, their business and, and profit their business exponentially. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to want to do this, you know, especially, you know, exiting, probably got everything made, everything good, could just go relax. Uh, one thing I tell people that is that you've got to have a purpose, even when you retire, even when you're done, you always got to be chasing a goal. Um, but what inspired you to want to help businesses um, up their customer service? Well, Ultimately, the reason I got out of practice was I, I had the opportunity to buy out a couple of chiropractors through my career that were um, that were in their 60s, the mid to late 60s. They uh, basically had gone past their prime, really had nothing left for me to buy. And so it was good for me at the time, but not so good for them. And I made a mental note that if I was going to retire from chiropractic, I was going to go out at my peak. And so in 2017, I really felt like I was I was led to do that. And so I prepared my practice and got everything top notch and then ultimately sold out in 2018. Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't doing it to retire, to, to, you know, go spend the the rest of my my life on my, on the beach or playing golf. That, that was not, uh, that's not my mentality. That's not how I work. Um, I have been coached for years. 
um, since about 2003. So I've had business coaches and personal coaches, and I saw the impact that had on my life and my business. And again, I saw how customer service uh, impacted my my business as well. And so I knew that I could take those two, mesh them together, and make a huge impact on uh, business owners and leaders and, and helping them move out of survival mode into thriving mode, helping them grow their businesses, help them su- succeed, and to hopefully achieve the success uh, that I was fortunate to uh, to achieve in my chiropractic offices. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Really quick, we had a bunch of people just hop on to live. Uh, make sure you guys jump into chat. That is right side on here on YouTube, below if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn. Right now, we're talking to Dr. Kelly Henry about how to get more leads, convert clients, and get recurring re- clients, reviews, and referrals by using great customer service. And Doc, I want to ask, what what is great customer service? Do you have a specific definition? How do you know you're doing it right? What is it? You betcha. Well, one thing I want to I want to clarify when I'm talking customer services, we're talking customer service now. We're not talking about a department, you know, the customer service department for for a big business, a corporation where you call in if you have a problem or, you know, need a, a question answered. I'm talking about a culture in a business, a customer service culture or foundation that each and every business, in my opinion, really should have. Yeah. That being said, my my quick definition of great customer service or exceptional customer service is a relentless focus on the customer each and every time you're interacting with them, whatever whatever that interaction is, whatever form of interaction that is, to make that customer feel their best. So a relentless focus on the customer to make them feel their best each and every time they are interacting with your business. That's amazing. That's amazing. I wish I met you uh, in 2017 when you were exiting because I would have loved to uh, acquire your business and run it the way you set it up to run. Um, that's something I'm looking to do now. That would have been amazing. Um, I met a gentleman. Uh, I forget his name, but I met him in 2011. I went to this seminar and, you know, multimillionaire guy, but his first acquisition was he bought this fish shop that sold fish. They were, you know, losing money, not making any money. And I think he was able to buy it for like a couple thousand dollars. He didn't even have that, had to borrow it from his family. But when he purchased this fish market, what he did was he in, he deployed a strategy to make the customer feel like celebrities. And what, what happened was when people would walk by or walk up, they would treat the customer like a celebrity. They would go, what's your name? What's your name? And they would go, Sarah. Then we go, Sarah, everybody, Sarah. <laughs> and then they would do these shows where they would throw fish across the um, the store. And, and they build up this million-dollar brand by just having better customer service. And so you being the expert, what are the steps that someone can take so that they can deploy great customer service immediately to their business and so that it can turn into leads and more sales and just being a cooler business, you know? There's a, there's a few critical steps that you have to take. 
Um, it can't be, if you're wanting to create a better customer service atmosphere in your business, it can't be a flavor of the month situation. It can't be a poster you put on your wall and champion for a week or two. Yeah. It's got to be, again, a culture. It has to be in, ingrained in the business. It has to be a foundation principle. So that's that's something that is important to understand. Yeah. So that that's basically in the philosophy ride. Mm-hmm. The first critical piece of really establishing this culture is to make your internal customers, which is your employees, you need to make them feel valued and important and special, special like a rock star in order for them to turn around and treat the customers in a valuable way and special and like a rock star. Yeah. And that's where a lot of businesses miss the boat. They give their employees actions and and principles to follow that, you know, fall in line with providing better customer service, but they don't actually treat their employees well. They don't treat them and, and value them like they should. And so you can put all the actions you want into place, but ultimately you're going to undermine them when you when your when your employees don't feel like they're valued and part of a team, and and uh, and are, you know, feeling like they are there to to provide that great customer service. So that's the key. You have to make your employees feel valuable and special. Then you can add, start adding the actions in. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's thousands of actions that you can employ to, to create this atmosphere of better customer service. What I like, what I did in my chiropractic offices, what I teach now, what I consult now, it's the simple things that really, are going to create the major results if you do them consistently. Yeah. It's not about wowing the customer, you know, these, these grand gestures, uh-huh. you know, that, that's nice, but it's hard to sustain. It's hard to do that on a daily basis and wow the customer all the time. The customer customer is going to be more wowed when you know their name, when you're smiling, when you welcome them into the business, when you're focused on them and trying to build a relationship with them and not just make a sale and not try to make a transaction, that's really what's going to make the difference. Um, so again, it's, it's putting these actions into place that are simple, that are easy, but you do them consistently. And then you want to do things quicker and more efficiently in your business too. People love that. We live in a microwave society. We live in a society where everything we wanted everything yesterday. Yeah. Um, so if you can make your business easier to do business with, mm-hmm. more efficient, uh, more convenient, people love that. In fact, they'll they'll even take that over how friendly you are or how you make make uh, make the average customer feel if you are super efficient with your business um, and when when they're dealing with you. So that's that's just a few of the key factors that we work through that can really step up that customer service service game for a, for a business. You know, that's huge. A um, couple of things you touched on and got a follow up question, but it's huge how you said efficiency, because people are there for a result. You know, a lot of times, especially in my coaching on my social media, I take a route of being giving tough love a lot of the times and being authentic, which sometimes can come off aggressive and wrong. But the truth is, I really want people to get the result. Sometimes I really don't care about how they feel. And 
you know, in the beginning of my days, people would say, well, what about your brand? You're saying these things. What about your brand? People aren't going to work, work with you. And what they didn't realize is people want to get emotionally and mentally engaged into a result that's good for them. It's not about the concepts all the time. And, you know, I'm, you know, you don't want to be just a flat out asshole, but <laughs> sometimes you, when you really want someone to get a result and you hold them accountable, sometimes you just have to be assertive. Um, and one of the things I thought that was really cool that you said was you have to take care of the employees. One of my favorite books is the Toyota way, which um, they, they say they believe in that, you know, we, any school that once you get to 100 to 150, it's hard to keep a culture. Um, but in the Toyota way, they do that. They take care of the employee and happy employees. It trick it trickles down and creates happy customers. So I want to ask you, what's more important, taking care of the customer or taking care of the employees when it comes to creating a culture of better customer service? Well, both are, are pretty important. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I had to pick one and say one, it's really it's really employees. Because if you if you don't take care of the employees, if you do not value them and they don't feel valued and important, it, it's very difficult to sustain a good customer service culture. And again, it'll undermine the actions that they take. So again, it's, it's just ridiculous to think that you can treat your employees bad, you know, and crack the whip and, and make them feel terrible, but, in, but then turn around and expect them to put a smile on their face and to entreat, treat the customers well. It just doesn't work that way. So really you need to treat the, the customer, the employees as good, if not better than the customer. Yeah. And a company that I see that does that really well, and uh, you can expound on this, is In-N-Out. You know, I've, I've in years of going to In-N-Out, and I don't know if you've ever been to In-N-Out, but it's a burger state oh, yeah. in California, but they're always happy. They're always nice. I used to think it was fake and inauthentic, and then I finally accepted it. Like, yeah, they're doing something right in the culture here because every time I go, they're excited. Then I find out, they get paid well. The managers get paid six figures, um, which, you know, everybody can't pay that much of uh, that high end for a burger stand. But at the same time, they're just happy to be there. They're singing, they're talking. And um, it seems like because they take care of their employees, the employees are naturally happy and they work hard. They work <laughs> hard. They do a lot of work, but they're still bringing it every day. Um, what's some couple strategies to make your employees feel valued um, so that they, so it trickles down to the customer. You bet. Well, on, on a similar note to in and out is Chick-fil-A here in, in, I live in Dallas. Yeah, I love Chick-fil-A. So we have those. And, you know, the, the thing about those two businesses, you know, they're, and, and to answer your question, they're constantly reinforcing and training uh, these employees on what they want as far as their customer service. Yeah. Uh, it's ongoing. So they are initially brought in when they're hired and they go through uh, a systematic training on this is, this is our culture and this is what we expect of you. And this is what you're going to do. Yeah. And then that's constantly reinforced um, 
with those employees throughout their employment each and each and every day, really, uh, that's given. So that's the key. When you can take a bunch of 16 year olds, you know, 16, 17 year olds and and encourage them to put a smile on your, on their face yeah. and to say my pleasure and to act like they're excited that you've, uh, you know, you've come through to get a burger or a chicken sandwich. Yeah. You know, there's something to that, that we could take and extrapolate to other businesses that, you know, it's not so much, you, you need to hire good employees. Obviously yeah. you don't, you know, there, there needs to be some consistency there. You want to hire and my, and my rule for employees is you want to hire a great attitude first, and then you can train the rest. Thanks. But even if you hire a great attitude, you need to have that training set up and, and let those employees know, here's what we expect as far as customer service, and then continually reiterate that, review it, and train on it constantly to reinforce it so you never get away from it. Yeah. Um, that was huge what you said, that uh, get someone based on character, and then you can always train them. Uh, so all, automatically, it's not always what they can do. Uh, that determines if you should hire them or not. Um, I have a little situation right now. I had, my assistant had about 10 tasks to do yesterday and she didn't do them and I wasn't able to reach her. Again, something could be going on. I don't know if something's going on or not or, you know, there could have been an emergency, but there hasn't been any communication yet. But let's just say that she just didn't get it done in time. We all make mistakes. We all um, uh, make mistakes and don't get things done or mess up. How do you go about having that conversation um, with the employee when something maybe wasn't done correctly or wasn't done at all? You bet. Well, if you're if you're in a uh, business model where there's other employees involved, or um, you know there there's a group of employees and and one dropped the ball, uh -huh. you the simple rule of thumb is never criticize in public. So you want to praise in public, but criticize in private. So you always want to take the employee aside, um, so you can help them save face save self-esteem um, and and not single them out and, you know, and make them look bad in front of their peers. Yeah. Another rule of thumb is what I call using the sandwich method. And so, you know, to your example, for your assistant, mm -hmm. I would sandwich the criticism or the problem I have in between two compliments or, or two good things that the, the assistant is doing or has yeah. done. So, you know, Hey, I, I really appreciate all the work you've done and you, you've been keeping up on this and this and really doing a good job. But, you know, I, I needed these tasks done yesterday so I could hit the ground running this week. Um, and you really left the, you know, left me hanging here. So, um, you know, I really appreciate, you know, that something happened, you know, something happened with the family. Can you fill me in or did you just drop drop the ball? But, you know, I, I, I really needed that done and I need you to, to be able to take care of this in the future. Um, but, you know, again, you've done tremendous work. I appreciate the work you're doing. You know, um, we have a great relationship. You know, I want to keep you keep you on board. So um, if you could just step it up again, I'd appreciate it. So, again, you're you're hitting the 
you're hitting the criticism, but you're still helping them to save face. You're giving them some positive reinforcement there, uh, some stuff they've done. Um, takes the, you know, takes the sting off of being corrected and having that criticism, and it, it works quite effectively. Yeah. yeah, Tiffany, that was just an example. We're gonna talk. Um, you're amazing. This girl's really amazing. She's changed my business and really allowed me to go to doing 60% of the work. She's amazing, really changed my business. But I just need an example, Tiffany. I need an example. Thank you for everyone who is on live. Please hop in the chat. We got Carrie Jo Kimball who hopped in the chat. She said, uh, yes, if you feel rich, you spend rich. She's also said, great talk, all amazing ideas and concepts make total sense. Guys, don't be afraid. Go ahead and jump in the chat on the right side on YouTube, below on Facebook and LinkedIn, and ask questions or give a comment as well. Uh, Doc, we have a portion of the show where we go into the red zone where we hit you with five fast action questions that I found usually get people like us thinking, um, are you ready to go into the red zone? Let's do it. All right, man. All right, you got all those books behind you. <laughs> What's your favorite book that's impacted you the most in your life? Oh, man, I've, I've got a lot of them. I guess my quick answer is uh, Grant Cardone's Be Obsessed or Be Average. Uh, great book on on how you can focus on being being great at, at multiple areas of your life. You don't just have to pick your business and to neglect everything else. You can be a great family man, a great parent, a great business person, you know, great in the community. Uh, it just takes some focus. So that's that's one of my favorite books. Yeah, I, I love that concept because that's me. If I can't go master something and be obsessed with it, I don't even want to do it at all. All right, Doc, what would you rather be? Loved or respected? <laughs> um, probably respected. Um, although, you know, love, love goes a long ways, but, uh, being respected, um, I think goes hand in hand with love. You know, it's like taking care of your kids or, or raising your kids, you know, um, sometimes they, they feel like they, they're not being loved when you have to, uh, discipline them. Um, but they respect you for disciplining them. And ultimately that turns into knowing that you love them, you know, and, and you're not neglecting them. You, you want what's best for, for them. And they, they don't understand that till later on down the road, but, uh, uh, it, to me, it's better to be respected. Man, when I got older, I, my parents were more disciplined and more tough than other parents. But when I got older, I said, I wish they were way more tougher on me. I really wish because <laughs> I understand it. Now. I wish they would have been on me, man. All right. What's your my, my parents got a whole lot smarter once I had kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did, the kids are running around and they're like letting these kids talk back. I'm like, what is going on? I would have exactly. Been so what, right what happened to what happened to mom and dad that I knew 20 years ago? <laughs> man, um, what's your favorite quote and why? Uh Zig Ziglar. He said that you can have everything in your life you want if you'll help enough others get what they want. Uh, and, and to me, that typifies great customer service. It typifies just service in general and, and serving others. Um, that 
yeah, I can have everything in my life that I want, but first I need to focus on others. I need to help them. I need to serve them first. Yeah. All right. If you had 24 hours to be with anyone who's ever lived in history, who would it be and why? Mm, that's an interesting question. Um, well, that's a tough one. There's several several people running through my mind. Um, I'm a man of faith, so so Jesus would be be a good one. Uh, just to, just to actually see him and and uh, you know instead of just reading about him in the Bible to see him. So that that would be a great one. Uh, I admire Abraham Lincoln and what he he went through during the Civil War and the things that he uh, he had to endure, um, and just to see his focus and be able to to go through that. So so there's two. I'll, I'll say uh, Jesus and Abraham Lincoln. Oh, awesome, awesome. What is success to you? What's the perfect successful life in your opinion? Um, success is having, uh, well, being loved and respected by those that you um, are in your family. So um, to me, to have a great relationship with my wife and kids, that's, that's really first and foremost. Um, it, it does no good for me to make millions and billions of dollars if I've neglected my wife and my kids and they have nothing to do with me. So first and foremost, having that success with my family, putting them first and making sure they, they, uh, they are loved and, and I take care of them first and foremost. Um, but when I do that and I know I have that love and respect at home, that gives me the energy, that gives me the drive to focus on all the other things, uh, business-wise or whatever that I, I may focus on and do better there. So um, I fully live by the the uh, theory of happy wife, happy life. So I want to keep her happy, and it, it makes my life a lot better. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a question that someone messaged me on Instagram. They said that if you lost it, all well you're retired but let's pretend this was 10 years ago if you lost it all what are the first three steps you would take to start building your business again um i would well i'd probably go back to chiropractic to be honest with you so that'd be step number one uh step number two i would start small um Mm -hmm. and you know obviously I didn't have anything, you'd have to start small, but start small, little resources I had, but start with that foundation of great customer service. Um, That's the key component. And some of the biggest businesses in the world started with that principle, great customer service. Amazon, Disney, Southwest Airlines. um, There's, you know, we just talked about In-N-Out and Chick-fil-A. But knowing that that is a principle, that is a foundation that can that can rapidly grow a business uh, when people are feeling valued in, in your business. Um, so those, those would be my, my three areas that I would, uh, I would start with. Awesome. 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 You know, um, in you, when you're building your business starting out or just any time, did you ever have a moment of struggle uh, where Seth Golden calls it the dip? A moment where you want to quit, but you press through. Um, tell us about that moment a little bit and then how you were able to press through or your mindset or um, thinking tools that got you through that moment. 
Sure. And I, you know, I've had several of those. I've had several in my chiropractic career and, and even now, and as I'm growing my, my consulting and coaching business, you know, those, those, those moments where you just, it, you're frustrated, you yeah. know, things aren't happening quite as quickly as you want and, and to the extent you want. So um, fortunately I've always been at the, well, not always, but for a very long time, most of my adult life, I've been of the, the mindset that it's not if I'm going to succeed, it's when. when. Um, and so it's just a matter of, okay, I'm in a, I'm in a lull right now. What can I do to get out of this? What action can I take? You know, even if it's a small, tiny little step forward, what can I do to just push myself forward? Um, and just always keeping that mindset of if, or not if, but when, when am I going to, when am I going to succeed? Another thought that I've had, another quote, another mindset that I've had for a long time is there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. And so when you're in those dips or if, if something happened and didn't quite work out like you wanted to and kind of gets, in, gets you in one of those dips, if you can look at it objectively and not look at it as failure, like, oh, you know, all is lost. You know, I, you know, I might as well give up, but look at it as if, as, okay, what, what happened here? You know, what, what did I do right? What, what went wrong? You know, what can I improve upon? You know, do I, do I need to shift gears a little bit? Do I need to pivot just a touch? What do I need to do here? Um, and just think of it as starting over or moving forward more intelligently. Um, and that's critical when you hit those dips that it's not it's not failure. You're not failing, uh, failing. It's part of the process. Yeah. Um, but if you can look at it and and objectively look at it and understand, OK, I can take stuff from this to learn and to better myself, better my process, better my business and move forward more intelligently. Um, that'll get you out of those dips pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got your book behind you. Uh, tell us about the book. Uh, what inspired you to write it and um, what it will teach us uh, when we grab the book? Absolutely. Well, it's entitled Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service, Proven Strategies to Maximize Profits. And that's really the tagline there is is proven strategies to maximize profits. Yeah. And that's that's what I want to get across to to uh, the readers um, and really with with the book and with my coaching um, that customer service can explode profits and growth in a business. Yeah. And that's what this book is about. It's, it's, it's a simple read. It's a manual of success, if you will. And it has simple strategies, ideas, and principles and actions in it that a business owner, business leader, entrepreneur can take a hold of, implement almost immediately to, again, start making that customer service shift and create a better customer service culture to start maximizing profits and growth. And uh, we have it up right there where they can see it. It's available on Amazon um, and Audible. Uh, if you don't have the time to sit down and read, I like to read and also listen at the same time and follow. So I'm getting that audio and I'm creating it in my own head. Um, and then uh, lastly, um, tell us about uh, just because we have people who want to write books. Tell us about your writing process and um, how the book has really helped um, bring in leads or helped your business and your coaching business. You bet. Um, 
I'm, I am not a writer by trade. Um, it's, it's something that even from a young age, I never enjoyed, never really liked, you know, I hated when I had to write essays and, and, and turn in, you know, uh, book reports and those type of things at school. So it's just nothing that's really been inherently in me, but, um, my publisher helped me tremendously in writing the book. He set me on a schedule, uh, a 30 day schedule where I was supposed to write so many words a day. Yeah. Um, that's your goal. You write these many words a day. And at the end of the 30 days, you're basically going to have, you know, 90, not, 99, 95% of your book. And so I disciplined myself, you know, late last year or mid last year, April of last year, and just hit it hard and, and put those words on paper. You know, and then they're edited, you know, a gazillion times. But that's the key is just just take an action for those that are inspired, uh, inspired to be authors. You just take some action, even if it's for five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. Just sit down and start putting some words uh, on the paper. Um, that's the key component. Um, and for me, that that helped me tremendously just to sit down and be disciplined enough to put those words on paper. So um, the impact has been tremendous with the book. Um, you know, it, it, and you know this being a five-time bestseller. Yeah. Um, I would, I would like it just once. So I, you know, I, I'm, just, you know, I, I appreciate uh, what you've done, Roy. Thank you. Um, but people put you on a little higher level when you're a published author. Uh, so you know, that's kind of nice. Um, but also, people w- when they can take a book and take something physical and read it and um, take pieces of it and start understanding concepts um, that, that for me personally gives me a, a great feeling where um, it's one thing to get on podcasts or do presentations or, you know, do things that, uh, you know, put my videos out or whatever the case may be. That's great and well and good. But when somebody has a physical book um, or, you know, even an audio book where they can go to a certain page or a certain chapter and listen to it over and over and look at it, you know, it's pretty impactful to, to them. So, um, and the response has been tremendous. I've, you know, garnered more and more reviews. All the reviews have been tr- tremendous. Um, I've, uh, I've had bank presidents buy multiple books to give to their staff so they can, uh, rearrange and start laying that great foundation of customer service in their, in their bank. Um, several, uh, managers have said, you know, they're buying multiple books to give to their, uh, you know, to those under them. So, uh, again, just having that impact where, um, you know, not, not for me to get the recognition for it, to have the impact where I'm helping businesses become better, to serve their customers better, to profit better. And the, and the, the beautiful thing about customer service, when you treat somebody better, when you're treating a, a customer better, when you're making them feel important and valued and like a rock star, like a superstar, like you mentioned, yeah. you know, that that makes them feel better. That makes a more positive world is what it amounts to. And that ripples out from your business. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but again, that that, that has the ripple effect and and in some, some form or fashion, it, it really makes a better place, makes a better world. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. You know. Um, my gift is I can take complex ideas or look at something and figure out the 80%, the 20% that gives you 80% of the results because I'm a lazy dude. So I figure out how to simplify it so I can get the results with less effort. And so it really comes down to life and business growth comes down to what I call the three by three, which is the three goals. These are, 
everybody's goals fall under these threes. That's income, impact, lifestyle. There's the three skills that you have to master, mind mastery, time mastery, and money mastery. And then there's the three shortcuts that us coaches teach so that they can get those and master those faster. And that's USP positioning and systems. And USP's unique selling proposition for who doesn't know, but a book positions you so well. There's so many people trying to fake it till they make it, but a book positions you because if you say you can help someone, guess how you can actually show them that you can help them is by actually helping them. And so you can do that with a book, putting your information in the book. And when they read it, they're going to go, this guy knows what he's talking about. And it brings in leads on another level where people work with you on the back end. Can you hear me, Dr. Kelly? I can. Sorry. All right. So tell everyone where they can find you, where they can follow up with you. Uh, they know where to get the book, but where can they follow you if they want to dive deeper and just just come into your funnels? Absolutely. But my website is is the best place to to find me and, and check things out about me. That's drkellyhenry.com. Mm-hmm. So drkellyhenry.com. And uh, again, you can find the book. You can find out more about me, uh, my philosophy as far as customer service, uh, find about my programs. Uh, you can set up a call where we can talk more about uh, your business and how I can help you uh, help you grow it and, and uh, become better at your customer service so you can exponentially grow your profits. Um, also, I have a PDF, a downloadable PDF, uh, which is my five top customer service actions that will have an immediate effect on, on customer service really for any business. So you can download that PDF there. And again, that's drkellyhenry.com. You can also find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at uh, Dr. Kelly Henry, basically. If you remember Dr. Kelly Henry, you can pretty much find me anywhere. Yeah, there you go. Listen, if you want to take your business to another level and really increase your customer service and you got a business that you know you can grow, but there's something you just got to tweak, reach out to Dr. Kelly because he can use his eyes of working in business for more than a decade and figure out what's going on and add that customer service to your business so it's easier on you. You're being cool to your customers and then you get to actually make more money. So actually reach out to him, message him, spam him whatever you need to do you know it's it's i find it funny because i uh, my mentor is telling me a story about one of his mentees who was doing uh millions of dollars and he was a young kid and after i went up to the mentee and on the lunch break i went up to the mentee and i was talking to him and just trying to pick his brain then we came back from lunch and my mentor in the seminar just rips everyone. He goes, I just told you that this kid makes this and done this. And only one of you went up to him and talked to him. <laughs> that is one of your problems and why you're not growing. You're not reaching out to people strategically. So reach out to Dr. Kelly strategically if you're serious. All right. 
All right, Dr. Kelly, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. Um, I'm gonna follow up with you, make thank sure you, to you so you can um, uh, share it with your audience. Thank you guys for joining the live. Um, this will post on every modality. Make sure you guys share and comment. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Till next time, always remember to be your authentic self. Peace out, guys. Ready? Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Success code.